Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. We are a collective of content creators, writers, and indie enthusiasts whose mission is to introduce gamers to hidden gems in the indie game world. My name is Puppet, and I am your editor-in-chief here at Game Raven Review. And this week is a little bit different. We are bringing you coverage from Otacon 2022. This summer has been full of all kinds of gaming conventions, and here at Game Raven Review, we are very excited to bring you coverage from a few of our favorites over the next few weeks. On this podcast, we join the wonderful Sarah B. as she covers Otacon 2022. Founded in 1994, Otacon is an annual convention held in the summer months to celebrate Asian pop culture, anime, manga, music, movies, video games, etc., and its fandom along with its very own Indie Hall. So this year, Otacon was held at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. So without further ado, here is Sarah with some of the indie studios she encountered on the convention floor at Otacon 2022. This is Sarah with Game Raven Review. This is going to be our interview with Boba Studios. So who are you? Um, my name is Ashley Gucci, and I'm our like team's a game designer, uh, I also do the writing and UI design and the programming for our game. Alright, so what is your game, what is your studio, what's your role, give me the whole rundown of all that. Yeah, um, so we're Boba Studios, we're a women-owned indie game studio based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, this is Squirrely Roo Rabbit. We're calling this our debut game because it's our first game that we're aiming to go to release with. Squirrely Root is a 2.5D puzzle adventure game, which is basically a really long way to say it's designed to be like a pop-up book, where the world is 3D, but everything in it is 2D designed to be like papercraft, and all the puzzles are about the way that colors mix to become other colors. I love that. All right, so what inspires your part of the creation process? That's a really hard question. <laughs> I know, it's kind of vague for what you do, I guess, so whether it's like the writing or the actual like graphics what is there anything that you're pulling from or just that like you're aspiring to create with that yeah um i think a huge part for this game we really love story games and we love puzzle games and um when we decided we wanted to go forward and push the story element um one way that we thought about doing that was pop-up books and like watercolor children's storybooks and that's like why we wanted to make the world look like paper craft and everything and it is done with watercolor um so I think that was like a huge inspiration for Squirrely Roo. And um, yeah, I would also say like our friends are also a huge inspiration. Um, our character Squirrely Roo was actually like a design given to us by a friend, um, or the concept of her was. Yeah. And we like redesigned her and drew her character. And um, yeah, it's just like a huge jumping off point that um, I think in every way, like our friends influence like our lives. and. Yeah, that's kind of like why we made the studio. We wanted to like tell our own stories and like work together with, you know, people that we love, that we love working with and um, make sure that like everyone could have a voice because, you know, there isn't always the space for that inside the gaming industry. Yeah, I love that. I loved hearing that you guys were a woman's studio. You were like top on my list for wanting to interview for that reason because well, Game Raven, so I don't know how much you know about us, but we are a woman run uh indeed like review studios so we just we love finding other like minorities women groups so it's just like it's close to my heart for that so if you could go back in time what advice would you give yourself your team or would you change anything yeah um 
Well, I think I would say like the number one thing that we probably would do is, so Squirrely Roo started out as our senior thesis project at the Maryland Institute College of Art. Um, and so one thing, you know, like with school deadlines, pre-production falls by the wayside. And that's something that like we very much consider a like, huge important part of the process. And because of that, we kind of had to move quickly. And so, you know, when the pandemic started, I think like we were looking at Squirrely Roo and we were like, we love this game but we could do so much more with it. And so while we weren't allowed to go to conventions and things like that, we decided we were gonna start it over. And so um, we've been rebuilding it from the ground up and it takes a while. It's it's weird actually being back at Otakon and our game is like less far than where it like was when we were showing pre-pandemic. Um, and we have people coming up and they're like, oh, what's new? And it's like, what's new is kind of all of it, but you might see things that you've already seen before. And, um, so I think like going back in time, it was a decision that I feel like we were kind of forced into just because of how like grading works and things like that. But um, I would definitely be like, you know, take the time and figure out the pre-production um, because it really like changes your whole game. At this point we have like the full story written. All of the levels are planned, all of like the NPCs and characters that are going to come in. And while not every level is fully designed, it makes it so much easier for us to like go into the game and go into like building it and we're just kind of like pumping out each individual level now that's awesome i love we were actually talking with our team about how we'd love like when game designers go back and they really tweak things and they don't just necessarily rush the process to yeah. rush it but like taking care of it almost like it's your child in that yeah. sense where you want it to you know be the best it can be before it gets to that final product exactly what was your favorite part of squirrely roo so far Anything that you can reveal, I don't know if there's like top secret info or just what you do with Boba Studios. Yeah. Honestly, I think my favorite part of it is like the fact that we get to do it. Like sometimes you just are like, you know, wouldn't it be really funny if, and then you're like, wait a minute, I can do that. Like this is my game and I can do whatever I want. And um, I think that, you know, obviously within reason, but it comes back to the whole idea of like, we wanted to make games to tell our own stories and like to do that and it's really cool that like we've had the privilege to do it that's awesome all right is there anything else that you want me to know anything else you want to plug about squirrely room this is this is your time yeah so the game that we have available here today uh otakon is really like our last major event of the summer this year you know like still with post-covid there's a lot less conventions going on and um so we're really going to be taking all of the feedback we've gotten this whole summer and building it into the game and like making it something like better than it was before. You know, because this is so important to us and we get to hear actually like see people playing it, hear what they think, and that really influences our process. Um, so that version we're aiming to be out in the early fall and that will be on our website for free, um, bobastudios.com. Um, you can also download it directly from GameJolt or Itch.io for both PC and Mac. We also have an Etsy store. Uh, everything on it from plushies to the shirts, the art prints, all of it directly funds the creation of our game because you know we are self-funded, but we are aiming to have a Patreon by next year. Awesome. All right, I know you just gave us your website. Is there any other socials handles that you want to promo and plug? Yeah, um, we try to pretty much be on everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we're on Tumblr. You can find us, as I said, on GameJoltIchio. We have a newsletter that you can sign up. We email you monthly with updates on the game. And every other month we do something more theory-based or about the process. Um, 
to like to try to like share information you know be like a knowledge source for other indies who are doing it because yeah it's better if we build each other up and a lot of things we had to learn ourselves and if we can share that we'd be happy to awesome all right so this has been boba studios and with ashley awesome all right so keep an eye on on boba studios their patreon their etsy twitter website facebook instagram yes all right everywhere that you can find them with RetroWare Studios, and who am I talking to today? Uh, Justin, I am the creative director at RetroWare. So what is RetroWare? Give me a quick little overview of what you are, what you do. So RetroWare actually started in 2007, and it was originally a video site where a lot of creators before YouTube would upload their stuff, and it was always more about games. Now it is games, after so many different changes and stuff like that, uh, pretty much merged with ScreenWave Media Games, and it's just RetroWare now. And pretty much it's a publisher and developer of a lot of different titles, mostly retro-inspired. That's awesome. So what is your role in RetroWare? You know, just make sure that all the games come out on time, make sure everything has that, you know, that sheen and polish, uh, keep the relationships going with the devs, that sort of a thing. I don't know if you know, but what has inspired RetroWare or what has inspired your journey with RetroWare? Well, I guess, you know, as people that have grown up with these games, you know, like I'm 38, so I grew up with these style games in the past, and a lot of people aren't kind of making that stuff nowadays, so it's kind of like it's cool that we get to, you know, take part in the stuff that we love growing up with, kind of a thing. Like, I think our tagline is like, you know, we're bringing everyone's, you know, the tomorrow's classics today kind of a thing so that's kind of what we're going for i love that i've loved seeing so many new like retro games coming out and especially with indie studios kind of gearing more towards that because it is something where people really get excited over the nostalgia of you know seeing games that they're reminiscent of but redone and things like that what have been some of your favorite games that have come through retroware if you can name a few or anything that you have upcoming i mean of course the angry video game nerd game is awesome and it's a very side-scroller platformer type game, kind of like Mega Man, but I think it's better than most Mega Man games out there. I know that might be a little sacrilegious, but uh, always love the ABGN games. I think Iron Meat, which is very much like a Contra 3 style homage to it, is really awesome. And we're about to publish Toy Tanks, which is a four-player physics-based tank game, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, all that stuff's going to come out on Switch and console, so it's good being able to play it on anything more accessibility that way and you guys do a lot of the actual like arcade games too right yeah we also we have a 50 arcade machines like full-sized no nonsense so like from the ddr down to the simpsons over there uh we also rent out arcade machines and fix them up too so so are you guys actually doing the arcades that are here at the event or no yeah we have we have the eight on the side over there okay um we brought out you know so we brought out a trailer of those and then everything you see here at our booth that's awesome all right so anything else you want to plug about retroware what you do 
the floor is yours. Anything you want to tell the people, tell the people. No, it's pretty simple. We're pretty much going to... Uh, we love helping out creators, various YouTubers. So we have a lot of merch drops. We help publish games. We try and keep our creators and our developers and all the people that do the work like in the spotlight, you know? Like RetroWare is a brand, but we try and post about their Discord community. We're trying to help them grow themselves as creators. So it's cool to kind of take a step back and see it all kind of come together. So that's kind of what we've been up to. I love that. I love meeting with like more publishers and things like that because it is so hard, I feel like, to get your footing in this world. And especially, I feel like retro games have such a niche community that it really needs that extra, like, that love to it, you know? Yeah, there's also something to be said about us being, like, we, we've done this kind of stuff for forever. Like, I've been with the company since 2015. And a lot of people can put out retro games that look retro or pixel or whatever, but it takes something to actually really understand how the mechanics work back in the day and what they're kind of aiming for. Because, uh, you know, back in the day, they did so many amazing things to fit stuff on a tiny, you know, 64 kilobyte, 8 kilobyte cartridge, right? Yeah. Now you can do go in Unity and make it 800 gigs and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So to kind of back it up, it's pretty cool. Like, for example, the next AVGN games, 8-bit, it can play on an actual NES. Wow. It's been programmed that way with tile sets and all that stuff. So awesome. we're even going farther back than we should. So Yeah. That's so cool because uh, I know we've talked about how a lot of, like, older games and with their limitations, they had to figure out how to do so many things. And, like, problem solving was so much more difficult back then. So it's really cool to always see, like, you know, retro games where they actually have those mechanics and not just, like, a pixelized feel to them. Exactly, yeah. All right. So RetroWare... And yourself, where can we find you? Plug your socials. Sure. Uh, it's all RetroWare. Retro and Wear, W-A-R-E. And there's RetroWare.com. Uh, it's down. Uh, it's under construction until September next month. And then it's going to be like a huge, awesome store where we're going to have everything to, uh, and where you can find all the devs and the games and how to sign up if you want to help us with stuff. Cool. Awesome. All right. This has been RetroWare. And uh, this has been our interview with Game Raven. talking to today i'm dan and i'm sydney all right so what is your game what do you guys do sure so our game is a magical world of chess where the pieces are people and you see the battlefields as chess puzzles and what do each of you guys do what's your role with this game so he is the main programmer i also did a little bit of a, the programming as well and we also basically managed the whole project as well. We have a lot of friends who did the art for our game, but we are mostly do like just the programming. And uh, we now also handle most of the story now too. So what are some things that have inspired your parts of the creation? So I guess a lot of the story, programming, I know there's probably not much like inspiring the logistics behind it, but what are some inspirations that you guys have pulled from in this experience? I'd say, a long time ago, I loved Fire Emblem, right? 
the setting of Fire Emblem, the feel you get from Fire Emblem, everything with that. I love that so much. And years ago, we had this idea. We were actually playing chess back in college, just for fun. And we, were, we came up with this idea of like, what if the chess pieces were people that you could interact with and talk with? And it just kind of grew and grew as an idea. But I guess what really motivated us to get going on this project was Queen's Gambit came out and chess as a whole started getting popular again. So it really got us to get on board and start getting our game done. Anything else I saw you looking? Is there anything else that inspired you or is that about it? Uh, pretty much, pretty much it actually. If you guys could go back in time, what advice would you give yourselves or what would you change about this process? Gotcha. Um, if we could go back in time, definitely, I think, uh, since this has been our very first project, we have definitely learned a, a lot of lessons. The first one being is that we needed to be a lot more strict with our deadlines, with the, the rest of our art team. We probably should have been a bit more strict with that, as well as, uh, yeah, I think that was just the main thing, being more strict with deadlines as well, yeah. Anything for you? Yeah, I mean, if we go back in time, I think organizing the project better would help. We had a good idea of, in general, like what the gameplay would be and the general story, but when it came to actually writing the story, we were all over the place. And I think starting getting a, a full concrete story, like all the different paths, getting everything like organized would have helped us in the long run. So now we're kind of like catching up on that. We're, we're really redoing our story. Well, what's your favorite part of the story? If you can give me any of it, I don't know if you don't want to spoil it. I'd say definitely my favorite part of the story, I suppose, is as you as the main character, you get to learn more about each of the piece characters, more about them, because there's a sort of general, we have a general outline of their external appeals to everyone else, but I think my favorite part is learning more what's beneath under that surface. That's probably my favorite part. I agree, and I think it's very interesting because it's about two nations at war, and figuring out more about the world and the story through small interactions, it really helps paint a bigger picture of like what's going on, who you're with, and what's, what else is there to find. Cool. All right, so what has been your favorite part of actually developing the game? Mm, well, I'd say probably my favorite part was kind of just uh, uh, probably just like actually just the coding and the developing part. But you know, nothing beats, nothing beats when it all came together and you see it come to life. It's great, great. But mostly for me, programming. I, I totally agree. When we get to that point where we're seeing it as a project that comes to life, we can put it on any computer, like a mobile device and just play it. That moment just felt so good. And uh, I know we didn't really elaborate it on it too much, but we actually have done everything from start to finish. Not just the coding, but putting everything together, the art, organizing the music, going to cons. And honestly, it's been such a rewarding experience. Showing our game at like a con and having someone try it and absolutely love it is the greatest motivation of all. Very nice. Is there anything else you guys want to share? I guess either along those lines about your game, about your studio, let them have it. Uh, I mean, this is our first game. It is a little bit simple, but we still love the idea. We're going to see it through to the end. Uh, we do, we're looking to do a Kickstarter in the next couple weeks to fund the full game. And uh, 
we're really hoping to make this a, a really fun game to play for everyone. Um, yeah, uh, just as he said, this is a simple game we're going to see through to the end. And I'm also personally really excited on what other games we can potentially make as the future as we look to expand our uh, studio. All right, and can you guys just tell us who you are again and plug yourselves, plug your game, all that good stuff. Sure. I'm Dan Siemens. I am the, I guess, producer of the game. I oversee basically everything from like the music to the design. I also handcraft all of the chess puzzles. Then I test them, put them through an engine, make sure they're all correct. And uh, yeah, this is our company, Slice Kiwi Studio. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Sydney Kim, and I am one of the co-programmers, and I also co-written parts of the story as well. Still work, working on writing it as well. I also, uh, uh, we worked together in deciding certain designs and so there are other big game design choices. You can find us on Twitter. We have our Twitter, Kiwi Sliced. We, are, we have this demo of this game already on Steam. And uh, yeah, we're, we're Sliced Kiwi Studios. We're an upcoming indie game that we just, we love games and we want to try making them. All right, so that has been Sliced Kiwi Studio. Thank you guys so much again for talking with me. Thank you. so much for tuning in to the Game Raven Review podcast. I am Puppet, your editor-in-chief here at Game Raven Review, and you can find me on all the socials under at PuppetMasterN. Our interviewer during Otacon 2022 was Sarah B, and you can find her everywhere as at Sarah Sweet B. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and at GameRavenReview.com. And don't forget to uh, join our Discord. There's a lot of great things happening there. Have a fantastic week, and until next time, goodbye. Are you game?